Amen. I welcome you all to Emmanuel Prayer Line and Emmanuel Christian Assembly. This morning, I'm your humble servant, McCarthy. I'm here to come and serve the word of the Lord unto you. The Lord has sent me on assignment to be able to draw the saints into the environment of his glory, to open Amen. the sight of men and women who desires to know more about the kingdom of God, the mysteries of the kingdom, the importance of the knowledge of the kingdom, what we need to know, what we need to do, how we need to react at every given instance in our life. So today, I have an assignment to share with you a very interesting stuff. Yes. Hallelujah. So wherever Amen. you're tuning from, I want you to invite a sister, a brother, or share the link to somebody and tell them that today we're going to talk about a very interesting subject called the law of retaliation. The law of retaliation. The three Amen. kingdom principles about the law of retaliation. Hallelujah. That's the focus of the service today. And so today we shall look at what uh, revenge or reprisal or retaliation is all about. What does the Bible say? And what do we need to do? Which position that Bible puts us as his people? And also we shall get to know about the three principles that is found in Romans chapter 12. What the Bible talks about the importance of these retaliations and all that. And we shall also look into the scriptures and see some of the basic examples. I would not use the word basic, but rather some of the striking exact examples that is found in the scriptures. So please, if your Bible is close to you, I want you to uh, get it ready because there's going to be a lot of scriptures. Hallelujah. As always. <laughs> Yes, there's going to be a lot of scriptures, lots of them, lots of them, hallelujah, yes. lots Amen. of them, I can't even count, yeah, because the Bible speaks for himself, uh, I'm using the word him, because the word becomes life when, when the Amen. spirit is working through it, hallelujah, Amen. the Bible speaks for himself, so I believe that whatever the word of the Lord says is what is true, not what I say, hallelujah, not what I am hallelujah. saying, but what the word of the Lord says, and that is where we want to judge our Christian perspective from. Hallelujah. Amen. Sure that we don't go by the leadings of men, but by the leadings of the Spirit of God. So please, if you have somebody that you want them to also enjoy the service, we have the privilege of allowing you to share the link that you have, how you got here, share the same link to them, and tell them that the time of the service of the Lord is now. Hallelujah. I want to Amen. speak prophetic blessings over some few people. Hallelujah. Those whose hearts are open to receive. Hallelujah. I want Amen. to prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that Amen. your time in this life will not be wasted. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever Amen. you have seen from the day you were born till now, as you are listening to me live, wherever you are listening to me from. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that whatever you need to enjoy to make your life worth living, for your heart to be glad, for your soul to be satiated, I prophesy over your life in the name of Jesus Christ, the Amen. Son of the living God, that from today, let the doors of glory be opened unto you. In the Amen. mighty name of Jesus, let the doors Amen. of honor be opened unto you. In the Amen. mighty name of Jesus, let the doors of peace be opened unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the door of divine fulfillment be opened unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you have seen dissatisfaction in your heart, may the Lord satisfy you with the abundance of his goodness in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you have seen failure from today, I pray that let the success of the Spirit of God come and speak for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Anywhere that you have not succeeded and become satisfied in your spirit, I pray that from today, may the Spirit of God bring that joy and that satisfaction that you will know for sure that the Lord has been good to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. This is a free blessing from my heart to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I Amen. saw something and I thought that I have to do it now before I go into the word of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's the advantage of the seeing eyes. Amen. 
Let's go mm. into the word of God. And I pray that today the spirit of God will bless us with deeper understanding from his word. Because this is a very crucial subject in terms of retaliation. Hallelujah. And what I've been dealing with from the book of Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus Christ began to open the discourse with the disciples and those who were willing to listen to him over a couple of people, thousands of people. The Bible made allusion to about 5,000 men. He didn't count the ladies, not because the women and the children were not <laughs> interested, hallelujah, but because, mm -hmm. you know, it is difficult to convince a man. You understand? It is very, very difficult to convince a man to say, oh, my brother, let's go to church. Oh, oh, there is a ministry going on here and the people are doing well and all that. And the word of God is good there. So please, if you don't mind, come and let's listen to, listen to you know, men will, will be skeptical. They will, uh, they will scrutinize. They will do all kinds of stuff. So when you win one man towards your side to hear your voice, especially your fathers, it means that there's something good out there. Amen. 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 The Bible talked about about uh, about these uh, five thousand men that followed Jesus Christ and forgot that they were hungry, and He took them to a desert place, away from the the, the normal busy lifestyle where people's attention would be drawn. And those were the environment where He began to speak some of these mysteries concerning the kingdom of heaven. Because in the life of these people, the Israelis at the time, they were not walking according to the purpose of the Father. Though the Torah had been given to them uh, through Moses, and then they had the knowledge of the Torah, but the practice of the Torah was the opposite. And so Jesus Christ, when he came on the scene, he had to streamline things and to be able to help them to understand what the kingdom says concerning the matters of the Torah. Hallelujah. And so some of the things that the, the Lord decided to bring to pass was this issue about retaliation. Hallelujah. Because the Bible yeah. said in the book of Exodus that already, he says, an eye for an eye and teeth for teeth. So if you take my eye out, the, the corresponding response at the time was that whoever did that evil against me, you also have to do the same thing against the person. You take the eye out. If you knock my teeth out, if you did five, I have to make sure that I also knock your five teeth out. If I make a mistake of knocking six, then the person also comes back to come and knock my sis one you know so it was something like a crazy situation that was going on in the camp of the jews and the israelis and so the lord jesus christ when he came on the scene he said Lou, you people don't understand what it is about this revenge and retaliations and all that and so he drew them to this place and began to speak to them about the purpose of the kingdom concerning the laws of retaliation Hallelujah. And so he started from Matthew chapter uh, 5. Let's, let's read from, from uh, 38, Matthew 5, 38, coming down. He said, ye have heard that it, it has been said, an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy cloak or thy coat, let him also have thy cloak or thy shirt. And whosoever shall come and compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain, give to him that ask of thee. And from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Turn not thou away. Hallelujah. This somehow to me, I don't know about you, but to me, it's a hard saying. Hallelujah. It is a hard saying because it is easy to do good to those who do good to you. It is very simple. Look, look, you prayed for me, man of God, and so I have to also bless you with this amount of money. Oh, I, I, I want to bless you with a cup of tea. You know? It is very easy to project the blessings of God upon a man when they have done you something good. And so it is easy to be able to do good to those who do good to us. When it comes to the place of men doing evil to us, it is very difficult for the natural uh, inclination of 
a man who desires to walk in the place of justice begins to seek for vengeance for anyone that wages war or does anything against them. Hallelujah. So the question comes to effect that what at all is vengeance? What is vengeance? This is my understanding of it upon many research and other things. The vengeance in a, is an act of settling a score of injustice that has been done to one when no one has done any evil to deserve that kind of actions. Hallelujah. Vengeance is an act that one can render in a way of settling a score of injustice that's done to them when they have done no nothing to deserve such kind of actions against them so people of god in the dealings of our lives as people we always seek for justice why because everyone wants to walk there is a place called the zone of acceptance everyone wants to walk within the sphere of their zone of acceptance and so nobody wants you to come and infringe of on their freedom of of, of zone of acceptance so your freedom ends on my nose so you can't bypass my nose to go beyond my nose to attach any part of my body so if you have seen people who are mad at others, when they are talking, they stick their head out and they go all the way to their nose. I'm talking of realities and practicalities. If you see somebody, a lady who is mad at somebody, they put their hands at their back and they, hit, they stick their heads out. Why? Because inwardly, they know that the level of their activity and their actions comes to the point of the zone of acceptance of, of the other person that is standing in front of them. And that's the point of their nose. So what they can do is to shout out, scream out, say all kinds of things and everything that they want to do, but not to touch you. But the moment they transcend beyond the level of either a smack, a touch, a cake, or a push, or anything, instantly you also want to defend yourself. So the actions of self-defense begins to kick in and wants to begin to wage war against the fight that is coming to your zone of a substance. So it is always important to realize that dealing with man is very, very delicate matter. Hallelujah. And this situation happened when the Jews had been taken away from, from slavery and to the promised land as the Lord had promised them. On the process of time, there were things that was going on in as much as they needed to walk in unity, but others were stepping on others' foot. People were taking on due advantage over others. And so there was no law, there was no rule, there was no regulation guiding the one point something million more than that actually the Bible talks about. And in these people now had to go to Moses and speak to him and say, listen, this one did this to me. Like a, man, a teacher who is in the classroom and 10 year olds, everybody wants to take a make on the other. And this one poked this one. This one picks this one's pen. This one moves this one's table. This one uh, does this one. This one puts sand in this one's head. And the teacher becomes the one that has to bear all this weight. Have you seen this one doing this to me? Have you seen that doing this to me? And then the battle begins. So those who are quick-tempered, what they do is that they project an action that is more forceful to be able to see that they are satisfied with the actions done against them. And in the process of doing that, sometimes revenge can go overboard. Hallelujah. I said what? In the process of doing that, the, by way of doing that, revenge can go overboard. And then the repetition or the, the, the subsequent effect of that also begins. So it will be like, if you hurt me, now I will also hurt you back. And then you say, okay, you also hurt me. I didn't hear hurt you this way. Why did you hurt me that way? I will also hurt you back. So we keep on going back and forth, back and forth, hurting each other and trying to see the biggest way. Like what happened not, not long ago in October 7th, you know, the, the, the people in, 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 in Gaza, they felt that Israel is sitting on their freedom. And so they selected about a couple of times 
thousands of people to go into the camp of the Israelis and capture some of them, rape the women, shoot some of the women in their private parts, you know, cut some of the head of the children, burn some of the kids alive, tie them by their hand and behind their, their back and burn them alive in front of their parents and capture the parents and kill some of the military guys and carry them in as captives into their camps thinking that when they do this justice would have been served but when israel also saw that and they realized that this has happened to our people within the sphere of our freedom they also mobilized their army and benjamin netanyahu who is their prime minister stood on the pulpit on, on their podium and said that the hamas people has come and brought war against us and we will make sure that this war is also returned that favor of war is returned to them so those of you who have been following the war i do follow it almost every day to see how far because it's a sign it's a prophetic sign of something i don't want to discuss that matter here because it's of no interest to us now on this platform but i know of a great necessity that we need to know and be praying for the peace of jerusalem and the peace uh, within her, her borders uh, and gaza is one of the borders of jerusalem and israel so we need to pray for them for the peace of god if not we we all can become casualty of something major coming hallelujah and so the fight began and thousands of Palestinians and the people from Gaza have seen that the, 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 the anger and the fury of, of the Israel, Israel's army. So it is very important to realize that retaliation does not always come on the same level of revenge. It doesn't come. No. If you knock my teeth out and I'm coming to knock yours out, maybe the process of you doing for me to lose my teeth was not a matter of a, a deliberate action, but an accident that brought the losing of my teeth. But when I am coming to knock yours out, according to the principle of the time, it will be of a deliberate act and you might not be so happy. So revenge does not always equate the actions of one done to us mostly the one taking the revenge always does to the max hallelujah so it is always dangerous let me show you some typical example in the scriptures where you will understand some few things about this uh, revenge situation the bible says in the book of esther chapter 3 verse 1 to 6 that there was a guy called Haman who thought that somebody was not giving him a respect a Jew guy a Jewish guy was not giving him a respect at the Persian Empire and so Haman who had access to the king and he was a, an executive to the king uh, the king at the time he decided that the people of Israel or the the Jews must all be killed because one guy called Mordecai who had also positioned as a leader who sat at the gate to give commands for things or to bring understanding of, of things concerning the city or at the time of the Persian Empire he was not giving Haman the respect or bowing to him. So Haman, his plan was to kill this Jew. And what he purposed to do was to set up something called a gallows. That is a place where they execute people who are condemned to die. So they hang you to death or they do anything to, to strangle you till you die. And then they hang you on those things. That is called gallows. And the Bible said that when this plot was set up, all of a sudden, it was made known unto the people of the of, of Jews or the Jewish people that these were the plans that was going on because of one man whose actions has become an, a, a, an unacceptable to Haman who had access to the king. And so the plan was to remove all Jew before the face of this world. 120 cities or province at the time that they called it. And there were thousands and millions of them. So the situation was going to be very, very dire. And that was the time that Esther, Queen Esther, came on the scene. And by the grace of God, through her, they, stayed, they stood in there, fasted for some days, and the situation turned around. This was a revenge of disrespect placed upon a man. 
And his plan was to remove the life of those who were giving him that disrespect. So you see how far revenge can go. The brother only disrespected him by not bowing. But he thought that it was better to kill the guy who was not paying him that respect. We have seen it in many places. We have heard it in many areas. I have seen men, including people who hold the Bible and call themselves clergy or men of God, praying against those who did not pay them value of respect. Yes, I have seen it happening. I have seen it happening. I have heard it in my ears, right in front of my eyes. I've seen people saying all kinds of negative stuff all because somebody did not bow to them. So revenge is very deadly. That's the first point we have to realize. That revenge for a child of God is very deadly. You can end somebody's career. You can end somebody's destiny. You can make somebody's life become a miserable just because of trying to create, create an atmosphere of revenge. Hallelujah. There was also another instance in the scriptures about a guy called Absalom. And Absalom was a King David's son, one of the King David's son. He was a handsome young guy. And he had a sister called Tamar. And his half-brother, uh, Amnon, he decided to rape this young girl. And then when this situation happened, Absalom didn't find it so easy to keep, to keep it quiet and to let things lie. And when the matter came to King David, Absalom decided to, uh, to say nothing and do nothing. And King David also did nothing and said nothing. But the situation was a family matter. I'm talking of family matter. A family matter all because Thelma was a half-sister of Amnon who raped her. And now Absalom, who is the real sister, is standing in thinking. I'm talking of 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13 and, and chapter 18. Now, the plan was this. That Absalom was now planning to find the best time to get rid of his own brother because of the rape. That has happened. The rebel was nothing good to justify it. King David couldn't do anything about it. And his brother decided that I will do something to avenge on the integrity of the virginity of my sister. And I'll find the right time. And the right time came. And this happened. And there was so much chaos in the kingdom of David because of this matter. People of God, if we don't take extra care, when we decide to see that injustice are done to us and we begin to walk in the place of thinking that we have to also make an amends and get ourselves free from the place of all kinds of injustices, there shall be a situation where life will be lost. Hallelujah. Another typical example is David. David, at the time that he was ordained as a king, I was a priest, and his time was not right for him to assume the position. As every situation was all over the place for him, and battles, wars, and everything, including King Saul and his own son Absalom. And all situation was like hell had broken loose for the man who had been ordained as a king. And he was on the loose and running around. And at a point, he was protecting he went to somewhere they're sitting with a philistinian or the philistines uh, the, the people who were in, in the time in his environment uh, those were against israel but he found himself to be with those kind of people protecting some of the people's uh, properties because he was a man of war so this happened that his people were hungry and he sent his men to go out there and meet a man called neighbor and speak to him kindly and ask for help. I'm speaking from 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel 25. And tell him that, listen, please, we help, we ask you for mercy. He was a rich man, very, very rich man. His wife was called Abigail. And they had all kinds of resources. Uh, I mean, goat, cow, everything. He was okay. And then when the men of David went to him and asked for food for, the, for them to eat, the man was very, very disrespectful to them and said, you, David, where are you from? That you want me to feed you and your people. You have been on the loose and don't respect authority and you are on the run. 
and so he didn't give them but david had done him good so now david also swore by the god of heaven and said that if tomorrow by this time if this man's head is upon his body may the lord forgive me and then he summoned his people and went out there waiting for the night to fall so that he can lay hands on Nabal and kill every male in the house of Nabal as vengeance against the fact that he didn't give him food. So you see how doing good to others and not getting the response back at the right time that we think it should come to us. You see how the actions of men can lead us to can lead us to murder it can lead one to commit all kinds of things that is not biblically acceptable so we've got to be careful when situations prevail itself or produces itself against us we've got to be very careful how the reactions of man is hallelujah we've got to be very careful and again in the scriptures there was a, a, a situation that Samson, being a judge of Israel in the book of Judges chapter 15, uh, verse, uh, verse 7 to 13 or so, the Bible says that Samson, who was very, very powerful, the Bible, the Bible talks about him. We know you've studied your stuff in the Sunday school, so you know about Samson and all his situation and all those matters concerning him. But this brother was a brother who had this kind of situation with him, very strong, very powerful, that if you do him evil, he will find any possibility to pay you back because he doesn't keep that, that quietness. The score must be settled. And the situation happened that he found a woman that he loved. Married this woman and with all the things that he did and paid the bride price and all the situation he found himself in, all of a sudden, these Palestinians did not give the wife of Samson back to him. And they gave it to his, his, um, his friends. So that Samson came in there, wants to take his wife, and his wife was nowhere to be found. So we are sorry, we gave, him to, we gave her to your, uh, your friends. We think that your friends needed him better than you. So, but I paid the bride price. And so his anger rose up and said, that if I don't avenge, if I don't retaliate for what evil you have done to me, God forgive me. And then this brother, the Bible says that he captured foxes, foxes I mean foxes, 300 of them tied their tails together. You can imagine that kind of activity and that kind of power to capture foxes, 300 of them, and put their tails together without them biting you, and then set fire in their tails and let these animals loose in the field of these Philistines to destroy their crops and to cause all kinds of havoc and then go and kill 1,000 of these Philistines just because of one woman. Hallelujah. People of God, when it comes to the place of seeking for revenge, justice can never be served when we, the flesh of man, decides to place an act of revenge for our own good. It will never be served because there is no scale that we can weigh the actions done to us and the actions that we will also do to those who do evil to us. And so there are so many instances in the scriptures that helps us to understand that the actions of an eye for an eye and tooth for tooth, we have to look at it critically with the lens of kingdom mindedness. So that when we are taking the actions, we know for sure that we do not go overboard against the will of the Father. And so there are very interesting stuff that the Bible helps us to understand. First of all, the Bible considers us as his ambassadors on earth here. So you and I, we are not an ordinary person and therefore, any situation that happens to us, we serve a kingdom that carries the potency to protect his people who works for him, the king, on earth here. So the Bible makes statements like this, that we are pilgrims or we are on a pilgrimage on earth here. 
that the Bible says that this earth is not our own. We are only passing through. Hallelujah. There was a song that I used to love so much. My dad used to sing that song, yeah, Jimmy Reeves or so. said, this earth is not my own. I'm only passing through. My treasures and my hopes are all up in the skies. Uh, yeah. So th this earth does not belong to us. We are all pilgrims on earth here. We are ambassadors of God to be representing the kingdom of heaven on earth here, to be able to make good the purposes of God and the kingdom of God on earth here so that we represent what heaven wants to be done on earth here. That is why there is a need for us to access heaven every moment of the day to know what the mind of God is concerning the matters of the day on earth here. That is where prayer comes in. Remember, all these things that we are talking about, we are talking about prayer. It's all about prayer. But I'm trying to draw your attention to the necessity of understanding the need to know all the preambles that precedes prayer so that when you go on your knees praying, you understand what to do. So we as ambassadors, we are supposed to receive all kinds of privileges from the Lord. And one of the privileges that we receive from the Lord is the power of divine protection and the Lord standing in our stead to fight for us when man renders to us injustice that is not of God. So one thing that the Lord wants us to do straight away is this. In Matthew chapter, chapter 6 verse 14. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14. As an ambassador, when you receive any misjustice or mistreatment, the Bible says that the first thing you need to do is forgive men that they sin against you so that your heavenly father who has sent you on an errand will also forgive your trespasses and your mistakes that you do. So if you don't forgive men, then the father has got no strength to also forgive your trespasses. According to Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. So it is important to understand the position that you stand. Hallelujah. If not, we as ambassadors of the king will begin to take some vengeance or some matters into our own hand and then can invoke all kinds of retaliations against the kingdom that we represent. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that what we need to do is to allow the Lord God Almighty to stand in that place to avenge for you and I when man stands in the position to avenge against us or to offer any kinds of injustice against us. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, says, for we know whom who said, it is mine to repay or to avenge. And again, the law will judge his people. So judges or judgment comes from God for his people that anyone who does wrong against his people, the Lord will repay those people for us. Colossians chapter 3 verse 25 also helps us to understand the same principle. Someone causing us harm usually creates an action of bitterness in our heart. It creates rage and anger and can lead to brawling and slander. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32 says that we've got to be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave us. Matthew 5, verse 7 says that we've got to be merciful for the Lord will also show us mercy when we are in the place of injustice against others. But we as ambassadors of the king, the Bible says that our protection does not lie on us. For example, I don't think that the ambassador of UK to Ghana will have to fend for themselves for their food will have to fend for themselves for their protection, will have to walk in a place of anything that will cause them harm or to have to buy their own travel expenses and everything. No. So every situation, we call it diplomatic immunity. 
is resting upon the person. Even when they go outside to make mess and they are being chased after, and the moment they walk into the environment of the British consulate, instantly they are protected. The covering of the British government covers the person who is in the house. For example, I remember I had the privilege of having access to the ambassador of UK a couple of years ago, uh, of Ghana to UK. And I was in their house. I've been, I had been in their house. I've been in their, um, in, 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 in their offices and all that. And everything there, they had cook, they had driver, they had all kinds of resources at their disposal to make sure that their life is comfortable and to also speak of the language that comes from Ghana to UK to make them see that Ghana is not poor. So the best of cars, the best of food, the best of services, everything that needed to help this ambassador to live a godly life or a, a, a nice life was given by the Ghanaian government. Hallelujah. So mm -hmm. we as ambassadors, the Bible says that situations like that, we are not supposed to pick up the gun and start shooting, no. Say that it is mine to revenge. Deuteronomy 32, verse 25. God spoke this through the prophet Moses. He says that I will repay in due time the foot of the wicked will slip and their day of disaster is near. Their doom will rush upon them. That's what the word says. That is what the word of the Lord says. Hallelujah. So the Bible advises us to do something according to James chapter 1, verse 19. It says that, my dear brothers, take note of this thing. Hallelujah. Take note of this thing. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Amen. For there is no one man's anger that can bring about the righteousness of God. Nobody's anger. And so Proverbs 20 verse 22 also says that my brothers said, do not say I will pay you back what this, what wrong you've done against me. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Amen. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. Wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. For God is God's servants who he makes sure that he protects them. Hallelujah. The Lord will protect you. Anyone Amen. that does any wrong against, against you, the Lord will make sure that the person is punished for the wrong that they have done against you. Amen. So, wherever you are and whatever you are doing, remember that every action done against you will never go scot-free against those who did it, uh, against anyone that did it to you. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God will make sure that you are covered and protected. Amen. Amen. And so the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, it said, make sure, it said, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and, and for everyone that comes close to you. Everyone else. Hallelujah. So we've Amen. got to be careful to know what we have to do, support each other's condition and situation. The Bible says in Leviticus 19, verse 18, said, don't seek for revenge or bear a grudge against a brother. We've got to be careful doing all these things, but love your neighbor as yourself, for he, the Lord, is God. Proverbs 20, 24, verse 29, Proverbs 24, verse 29, also say of the same thing. Hallelujah. As you do not say, I'll do the same thing to him who has done me this evil. I'll pay that man back for what he did. The Bible said, don't say that. First Peter 3, verse 9, says that do not pay do not repay any evil for evil insult with insult, but with a blessing. Because this is how you were called into his kingdom. I heard of a story that East Germany of, and West Germany, I don't know about it, whether it was true or not. But one of them 
carried garbages and, and all kinds of garbages and went into the environment and to the environment of the opposite uh, uh, people, that's the West Germany or the East Germany, I don't know which one, but for, let's say, for example, if East Germany found out they were having an issue with West Germany, they began to pick up rubbish and load their trucks loads and went and dumped the rubbish in the camp of West Germany. And now West Germany also says that this is what we have. And this is what they had. They had rubbish on their camp, so they brought us rubbish. And we, we have food, we have resources, we are polite, we are nice people. And they also loaded trucks good, full of good foods and quality of materials and things. And they went and also dumped to them and wrote that you only give what you have. And so they felt <laughs> insulted. Those who went to give garbage. So, ah, so we, you mean that we have garbage? It's the same thing the Bible is helping us to understand here. So this leads me to the three principles of the kingdom of God. First of all, first of all, the first principle is this. The Bible said, do not revenge. Don't retaliate evil for evil. First Peter 3, 9. Don't retaliate. The second point, you have to do more than required. So he that came to do me evil, I don't have to pay him evil back. But the Bible says that I have to give him a blessing because I'm blessed. So what I have is what I give according to the kingdom of God. And the third thing is be kind and be generous. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. So people of God, these three things helps us to understand that the kingdom of God does not allow his people to stand in there to retaliate, to fight for themselves. No. God will release angelic hosts to protect you. He will release all kinds of support to make your life comfortable. That is why I keep saying that it is of no interest to God to withhold any blessing from you when you are being an ambassador for his kingdom. It is of no interest. What would God do with millions, millions of dollars in his kingdom? What would God use billions or, or gold in his kingdom? What is he using for? He's using it as a paving blocks. But for us here, it is good for our survival. It is good for our living. It is good to show the glory of the Father to the world. It is good to display of what heaven possesses to the world. And so living a godly and a nice lifestyle on earth here, actually mirrors the image of the kingdom of God on earth here to the people who do not know how heaven is supposed to be like. So it is of the interest of God to make us live a godly and a nice lifestyle so that the glory of the Father can be enhanced in the sight of men. But the moment we walk with the heart of vengeance and trying to avenge, and somebody came to move my, my dustbin to this place, I also carry his own and I threw it out there and all his rubbish is everywhere. Somebody moved <laughs> and then we are back and forth fighting left, right and center. Nobody will ever see the glory of the Father working in us. The main purpose, why God does not want you to avenge on your own self is that you are an ambassador and it causes heaven to fail their ambassadors yes so there's a scripture that i i was looking for so that uh, we could see how dangerous it is to offend one ambassador the dangers of offending an ambassador the bible says that it will be better to put a millstone around the neck of such a person and drop them in the middle of the sea so that they are no longer in the environment of the human race. So if you are an ambassador of Christ, if somebody does you wrong, this is how far the Lord will avenge for you. Say that it is better for that person to put a stone, a massive stone around his neck as a weight and dropped in the middle of the ocean so that a person drowns to the bottom of the seas. Hallelujah. People of Amen. God, it is important to see the necessity of God's interest with you. He will feed you as his ambassador. 
He will clothe you as his ambassador. Amen. He will protect you with good health and vitality as his ambassador. He will Thank make you. sure that you walk in peace of mind. He will make sure that his angels are at your disposal to support you Amen. in everything that you do. And therefore, it is of no interest to know that the enemy has got upper hand over you. No, except that you are not being a good ambassador. Lord, help us. Amen. Lord, help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is the one that takes vengeance. Hallelujah. He gives yeah. his people the ability to override over the things of the enemy. The Bible says that make sure that he becomes the one that avenged for you. Say that vengeance is mine. For I, the Lord, will repay. So don't take God's job for granted. Allow him to do what he has to do for you. Either to speak for you, either to defend you. I told you a lot of things concerning my life in a whole lot of situations. Recently, I didn't understand one of them, but recently something again happened to me. A guy who, who decided to make life difficult. And everything that I've done, this guy will find a way to make it as a fault to complain against our leaders and all that. Unfortunately, uh, he got through with some of them as an uh, advantage. But the leaders uh, found very difficult to understand the situation. But they had to do something because the matter was reported to them. So they called one of the leaders called me, the managers, the manager's manager called me to the office. Mark, can I see you? I said, yeah. And I went in there and said, please sit down. So I don't trust that this thing happened. That was this, the beginning of his conversation. But this is what has come to my attention. And I said, well, it is, to your, it is within your power to take any actions against me or against the situation. But I can promise you from now that this will not happen again. But I don't know how it happened, but it did. And it was true that it happened. But it wasn't through my plan or through my own actions. But I was there. But I could have stopped it, but I didn't. And it happened. So it is within your power to punish me whichever way you, you choose. But if you forgive me or you forgive the situation now, I can promise you that it won't happen. He looked at me and said, listen, let's see it as being done and resolved. Go. <laughs> and I walked away. And I didn't say anything to anybody. I kept quiet. And they knew that something was wrong. I got upset for the fact that this guy reported me and left everybody, everybody else. And I didn't say anything. And I wanted to be upset and to react and all that. I, did, I got moody for a whole shift and everybody got scared. When Mark gets upset and don't talk, it's a bit of a, bit of a, a, a hurdle, you know? So the following night, same. And somebody said, Mark, what's wrong? Now all the female uh, colleagues began to come in there to console me, thinking that something massive had happened. But the guy who reported me knew what had happened, thinking that something wrong has happened to me. And for that matter, he was happy. I didn't say anything. So then this scripture came to mind. that vengeance is the Lord, and he will repay. And I changed my mind. Then instantly, I changed my mind. I was there, not long ago, not long ago. I was there, like two weeks ago, I was there, we were called for a meeting by one of the directors and all of a sudden, the position of this brother has been taken away from him. And either to come and become just an ordinary worker like that, or he can find a way to move on if he wants to. This has happened twice to me at the workplace. Those who does wrong to me, I'm, I saw my whole manager demoted from the position of a manager to me training him to run a line. So people of God, these things do happen if you allow God to take the matter for you and fight for Amen. my people. Hallelujah. Amen. God, he is a jealous God. The Bible says in Isaiah 34, it said, For the Lord has planned a day of vengeance, a time when he will repay. God does that. The Lord, he has planned. Isaiah 34 verse 8. He knows how to plan the time of vengeance 
Hallelujah. He, Amen. the Lord, knows how to pay. So please, take it easy. Take it easy. But when we, as his people, pay those who do us evil with good, automatically we assume the position of authority over the life of those who did those evil against us. Automatically. Amen. It does. It's like instantly the revenge that we give to them becomes like a punishment against them. You did me evil, I'll pay you with good. Hallelujah. This Amen. is the advantage as we, the children of God, have over the workings of wickedness. I pray that from today, we will look to God Amen. and ask him to avenge us. In the book Amen. of Revelations, I think chapter 8 or so, it says that the souls of the brothers who have been slain are seeking and crying out and said, Lord, until when? When are you going to avenge on our lives? And the word of the Lord says that, keep calm, for the day will come. Hallelujah. <laughs> keep calm, for the day will come. I, the Lord, am prepared and I'm gathering the time. There's going to be a blazing fire. Hallelujah. And he Amen. will take revenge on those who do not know their God and those who do things against the purpose of God. I'm speaking for 1 Thessalonians chapter 8, chapter 1, verse 8. That the second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8. There's a day of fire coming, and the Lord will take revenge on those who do not know God, on those who refuse to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And those are the ones that also do things against the people of God. The Lord will take revenge for you. The Lord will avenge you. His judgment, the Bible says in Revelation chapter uh, 19, verse 2, they are true. He will command the notorious and all the prostitutes and all the corrupt people to the place of vengeance, and the Lord will, stri will strike them and destroy them. People of God, there is no place of safety for the enemy. When they think that they have come to hurt you, remember, they are lying. If they think that they are taking the advantage away from you, they, they, they are lying. Unless we do not know who we are in him. Unless we do not understand our position that we stand with him. But if we know who we are, if you know who you are, listen to me. If you know who you are, that's why the Bible says that those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. It does not mean that they don't see injustices prevailed against them. No, they see that. It doesn't mean that people don't take advantage over them. No, 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 they see that. I remember a man of God said to me that I am a bush boy. I am a bush boy. And the things, and for true, of, of the fact is, I'm a bush boy. I was born in a village. So the Dumasi is not a city in America. No. Neither a city in Berlin. No. It is never any city near Tokyo. It's, it's somewhere far in, 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 in Ashanti region. It is somewhere in Ghana. You know, and so when he said I'm a bush boy, it's true. But he was using it as a way of spiting the position I stood and the advantages that I stood and everything. And I remember where we were going. Rather, others were promoted and positioned higher than me. And somebody who, who <laughs> Lord have mercy. So when I went, the one who got the message also couldn't keep the mouth shut. Say, hey, Mark, come here. I hear you are a bush boy. He just said it. He let it out. I hear you are a bush boy. People of God, I want you to realize that all this, and I kept my mouth shut. I just smiled over it. Hallelujah. I just smiled over it. Amen. Because there are some things, let God answer for you. There are some things only God can answer for me. Yeah. There are some things I don't want man to answer for me. I even said something to somebody the other day. I said, please don't even defend me in front of people. Let my behavior, my actions, my attitude, my lifestyle be the answer for me in my absence. 
The person said, no, 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 I have been, I, and I said, no, don't, don't, don't defend me anywhere, but let my actions and my behavior, my attitude and my lifestyle speak for me in my absence. If I do good, it will speak out. If I do bad, it will speak out. So let that becomes my testimony in the ears of the people. And the Lord began to turn things around. Now they will say, oh, it's all right. I don't want to go too far because others will know how far I'm going. You know, people of God, it is always important to know that God thinks about you. He wants yeah. the focus of the kingdom of God to be at our forefront within our hearts. He wants us to become people with open mind and open heart, ready to, to allow the spirit of God to work through us to be a blessing in the environment he has positioned us. He wants us to show that heaven can do more. And so the Lord wants us to do more than what we require. He also wants us to be kind and to be generous to one another, including those who do evil to us, to show them that what we carry is not vengeance. We carry grace. We carry favor. We carry honor. We carry blessings. And so we give blessings, not curses. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why the Bible says, the statement that Jesus said that when he slaps you, turn the other cheeks. These are the three things that Jesus meant when he said that when someone takes from you, give him the cloak. When he takes uh, your, your, he slaps you on the cheek, make sure that you give the other cheek. These are the statements. He says that don't take revenge. The second thing is that do more than what is required of you. And the third thing is be kind and be generous. That's all that the Bible wants us to live. That's the actions of retaliation. That's the law. That's the principle that the Lord wants us to hold on with the things of the spirit. If not, everything else that we'll give out might not mirror. Asado Kratos. Might not mirror how the glory and the grace of God is. That is why it's good to keep mute when men are even making war against you. Just keep calm. Calm. Keep yourself quiet. Keep calm. Do not let the enemy gain undue advantage. Hallelujah. Because God knows how to do the whole thing upside down. He knows how to turn it up. Hallelujah. I have seen him do so many things, eh? And some of them, so, sometimes it surprises me. Yeah, I've seen God do it. I've seen him do so many things. That somebody who thinks that, oh yeah, I'll do this, this one to hurt this brother. Uh, by the time the person realized the Lord has caused me to escape the plans of the enemy, and I, didn't, I myself didn't know how I escaped it, but I was way out there. He caused me to triumph beyond the world, and then they look, they look foolish. They, when I turn back, look at their face, they look foolish, they look stupid, as if that, ha, ah, we were, we thought that we were smart, and yeah, 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 the Lord is smarter than them. I may not know how God does it. But so long as I walk according to his will, he has every right to protect my interest. Yes. The Lord has every right to protect your interest if you walk according to his will and according to his purpose. There's most time the saying that wherever God sends you, he sends you to a place where his protection is. That's some of the sayings of men, and I don't know how that true is. But for me, according to the scriptures, means that he will never forsake me nor leave me. He's always with me through the waters, Amen. through the fires. Wherever the fires Amen. are some of the issues of men doing against us. The waters are some of the situation that they want to say or words that they want to project to drown us. The, the issues of bad habit, behaviors, attitudes, lifestyle, and all kinds of things, uh, denials and all that. They are some of the things the enemy does to be able to make life difficult for us. But God knows how to bless us. Amen. Any wonder has endured this kind of lifestyle and this situation and they have not been able to receive any sense of compensation for the evil done to them. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. May the God of vengeance, may he speak for you. Amen. I say may the God of vengeance, may he speak for you. Amen. Everywhere anyone has done any sense of injustice against you, may God 
speak for you. May the God of justice, may he speak for you and your household and yeah. preserve your interests and protect your outgoings and your incoming in the yeah. mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. May he burn those who need to be burnt. I spoke from Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8. May he take revenge for you and may he make sure that he do you good. May Amen. he refuse those who have made sure that life becomes difficult for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May he be ready to avenge for all disobedience against you and Amen. fulfill your obedience and bless you with every opportunity of breakthroughs in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May he open doors for you wherever you have stayed come and led by him in the Amen. name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May he cause you to shine forth brighter even in the fear, in the environment of your enemies. May he Amen. set the table before your foes. May, he, may they look at you and say that, indeed, this can only be done by God. Amen. Amen. You are blessed on every side. You are Amen. blessed in everything. And wherever Amen. you pass, you will never be disadvantaged. This Amen. is a blessing unto you Amen. and your household. In Amen. Jesus' Amen. precious name. Amen. 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 Amen.